Entitled mother steals my handicapped parking spot cause she's pregnant and deserves it. Here's what happened. Subscribe to Am I the Jerk on YouTube and hit the bell for notifications. Why do women with kids feel so entitled just because they have kids? I, a female 30 year old, have an autoimmune arthritis condition. I walk with a cane. On my bad days, I can barely walk at all. I have a handicap placard for those days. I had to go grocery shopping a while ago and I was in no condition to be walking a long ways. Not a code red pain day, but definitely up there. If I hadn't been completely out of a few major necessities, I wouldn't have been out at all. When I got there, all the handicapped spots were full, but I saw an older gentleman loading his trunk and knew that spot would be available soon. So I pulled up and put on my blinkers and waited. As soon as he was gone, I pulled into the spot, threw up my blue placard and began hauling myself out of the car. I'm just about ready to close the door when I hear, excuse me. I look over and see a teal SUV pulled up behind me. There's this woman in the driver's seat yelling out the open passenger window at me. Entitled mother. You just took my spot. Me. What? I was waiting behind the other guy. I didn't see you. Entitled mother. No, those are handicap spots. They're only for handicap people. I'm literally leaning against my car, cane in hand. I hold up the cane. I am handicapped, ma'am. I have a permit. Entitled mother scoffs and pulls away. I decide to just forget about her and begin my hobble walk into the store. I got even more frustrated when I saw there were no electric carts available. So I was forced to grab one of the smaller trolleys and walk. Since I have a hard time pushing a cart one-handed and the cart offers some support, I put my cane inside the cart. I was only as far as the produce section when I hear a familiar voice. Hey you! It's the entitled mother. She's pushing one of those big carts that look like cars for kids. She had an infant and a toddler strapped onto the front of the cart and another two-year-old or so standing bouncing in the cart and yet another child holding her hand walking beside her. He looked five-ish. I'm bad at telling ages. She's also very pregnant. She stalks up to me with this peeved off expression. You, you need to learn to be more respectful. I was waiting for that parking spot and you stole it. She is talking slash yelling over her kids who are all fussing loudly. Me, lady, I didn't see you waiting for that spot. If you were, I apologize. Entitled mother. I was waiting. I needed a spot close to the entrance. Because of you, I had to park all the way towards the back. Me. Well, I said I was sorry. I look over her and her brood real quick. Besides, that was a handicapped spot. You can only park there with a permit. Are one of your kids handicapped? Entitled mother. No, the spot was for me. I'm pregnant. Me. Um, lady, you can't use disabled parking just because you're pregnant. Not unless you have some complications that affect your mobility. Entitled mother. No, you can use them if you're pregnant too. I always use them. Me. I don't think that's how it's supposed to work, ma'am. You're lucky you haven't gotten a ticket for not having a permit displayed. Entitled mother huffs. Well, you shouldn't be using it. You're not pregnant and you clearly don't have kids. Me. No, I'm not pregnant, but I am disabled. This whole conversation I've been leaning on my cart for support. I pull my cane out for her to see. 
I can barely walk 10 feet without pain. That's why I have a handicap permit. Entitled mother. That's no excuse. You can't be in that much pain. I've been up all night with my colicky baby and couldn't keep anything down because of morning sickness. I'm exhausted. My feet are killing me. You don't know what it's like wrangling four kids while pregnant. I clearly needed that spot more than you did. I am more than done with this whole argument at this point. Look, lady, I'm in pain, I'm tired, and I just want to finish my shopping so I can go home and try to work up the will to make dinner tonight. I didn't see you waiting for the parking spot, and you shouldn't be using it without a permit anyway. Good day. I tried walking away. Entitled mother. You selfish brat. You don't know what tired is. I'm going to report you to store security. I'll get them to tow your car. Me. Lady, call security if you want. I'm allowed to park there. I didn't choose to become disabled, but you chose to have kids. It's not my fault you're tired and run down and can't be bothered to walk the extra 200 feet to the door. It's not my fault you chose to let some guy finish inside you. You deal with your life. I'll deal with mine. I hobbled off to try to finish my shopping, ignoring her parting comments. That fight gave me just enough adrenaline to get through my trip without falling apart. I had an assistant help load my vehicle, which was undisturbed where I'd parked it. I was still peeved when I got home, but it was nothing a good long soak in the tub couldn't fix. I still hope she gets ticketed for parking in the handicap spots, but as long as I never see her again, I'll be happy. I don't need to deal with jerks like that. Wow, the sense of entitlement for some people, right? Our original poster is very clearly disabled at first look and has the proper parking permit. Yet our entitled mother of this story seems to still think that she has more right to it. Those spots are literally there for handicapped people. I understand that sometimes there are spots for expecting mothers or something like that, and obviously we didn't have that available in this case. So you have to forfeit that spot to a person who's actually disabled. I'm sorry, that's just the way it goes. Yes, it sucks that you have to deal with all of this, but with all due respect, where's the husband in this situation? This woman's very pregnant and trying to juggle four kids at the same time while doing the shopping? Clearly, she needs some help. I'm sure she's angry about a whole bunch of other things entirely, and this lady unfortunately just caught some of the brunt of it. She complains about how she can't sleep and has morning sickness and her feet hurt and all these things. And all of that adding up is totally understandable for why you might get irritated. I just feel you're really pointing it in the wrong direction on this one. I hope she gets some of the support she needs from friends and family to maybe help make her life a little easier. She's clearly having a hard time. For our original poster, I feel she handled this the best way she could have. The comment was a little underhanded, perhaps, but I'd be lying if I didn't say that maybe the same thing had crossed my mind. My coworker's stupidity almost got both of us arrested. A few years ago, I was a driver trainer for a large trucking company. Basically, my job was to take newly minted truck drivers and teach them how to handle themselves in the real world. Sometimes it was easy, other times it was like teaching a fish to play tennis. One of my students, who we'll call Kevin for this story, was so dense he made a lead brick seem like a feather pillow. Not because of his driving, but because he almost got himself and me arrested. Here's the story. 
Kevin was on my truck for about three weeks. He wasn't the worst student I had. Another Kevin has that honor, but he was far from the best. At week two, we end up stuck in Salt Lake City, Utah after delivering a load. It was a slow time of year and Salt Lake City had always been a sparse area for outgoing loads. So I expected to have to wait to leave out. Not a big deal. I needed the downtime. Kevin from out of nowhere started to seem anxious about something. When I ask him why he's so tense, he tells me he needs to get his license changed to his home state. He lived in Louisiana, but his license was from Iowa. The company used a loophole in the Iowa state law by granting temporary residency to students to get them a license. After the license was issued, they had 30 days to get it switched to their home state. Not a major issue since management knew the drill and would get us to a student's home state in plenty of time. Dude, Kevin asked, when can we go to Louisiana? I need to get my license changed. He asked this every day for a week. But it wasn't until we were stuck in Salt Lake City that this really seemed to bug him. Look, I've told dispatch you need to get home. They'll work it out. Just relax. He didn't. After three days, we finally get to leave Salt Lake City bound for Chicago. It takes a few days and the entire trip, I can tell he's getting more and more nervous. Eventually, he can't talk about anything else except how he needs to get home. He was getting pretty annoying. We make our delivery in Chicago and get another going to Lorado, Texas. Normally, we would have gone through Houston, Texas, but this happened during the massive floods, and I knew going that way would be a bad idea. Fortunately, I found a way that would avoid the flooding and get Kevin to his hometown. Better still, we would have enough time for him to get a ride to the DMV, get his license changed, and still make delivery in plenty of time. Win, win, win. And Kevin finally seemed relieved. We get to Kevin's hometown on a Sunday afternoon. As he gets ready to leave, I tell him, first thing in the morning, get your butt to the DMV, get your license taken care of, and get back here pronto so we can get going. He says okay and leaves with his girlfriend while I enjoy some time to myself. The next morning, I give Kevin until 10 a.m. before I start getting impatient. I texted him asking where he was and got no reply. I text again and again, no answer. I call, no answer. I tell dispatch, who's asking me when we'll get moving, that Kevin has disappeared. He was supposed to get his license changed over, but I haven't heard from him all day. Dispatch tries to call him and they don't have any better luck. Apparently, Kevin has disappeared. By late afternoon, I start getting the feeling that this little weasel has bailed on me and wasted my time. This was a common occurrence for new drivers. I tell dispatch that I'll give him until morning to reach out. If he doesn't, I'll continue on to Lorado on my own. There was still plenty of time and dispatch agreed. Morning came and Kevin was still AWOL and I was out of patience. I sent him one more text telling him I'm leaving without him and head out. I drive for several hours before taking a mandatory break and check my messages. To my surprise, Kevin reached out. Hey man, uh, my PO found out I took a job driving and was peeved that I left Louisiana. She told me to get back as soon as possible or she'd have me listed as a fugitive. I called her yesterday, but she's out of town and told me to wait till she gets back on Wednesday. I'm completely shocked. P.O.? As in a parole officer? Kevin, are you telling me you're on parole and leaving the state without permission? Yeah, I was in jail for selling. I got parole for two years. I didn't think it would be a big deal since I was working. Dude, you violated your parole. You'll be lucky if you don't end up back in jail. Well, my P.O. says she wants to talk about it Wednesday. 
Yeah, I imagine so. You better get in touch with Dispatch and let them know so they can work something out. I ended the conversation and continue on to Lorado. I deliver the load and pick up another headed to Atlanta, Georgia. Thursday, I call Kevin to find out what the deal was. He tells me that his PO gave him the okay to keep working. I assume you have some kind of official document that says that, I tell him. Uh, no, she didn't give me one. Then you better get one because there's no way I'm leaving the state with you unless I have something from from the state saying it's okay. Uh, why? Because, stupid, if I carry you across state lines knowing you're violating parole, that makes me an accessory to a felony. I'm not going to jail for your stupidity. Oh, okay, I'll ask her. I tell Kevin when and where to meet me. I tell him that if he disappears again, I'm not coming back for him. He says he understands. I get to the location when I said I would, and he's nowhere to be seen. I text, no answer. By this point, my patience for this clown is completely gone. I tell dispatch, I don't trust this guy's word, and I'm not taking a chance on him lying to me. I leave out again and head for Atlanta. Kevin does reach out six hours later and wants to know if I'll come back for him. I tell him that he's lied three times and acted so shady that I can't trust him to do the right thing. If he wants to finish his training, he can sort something out with management, but there's no way that he will ever see me again. Fast forward a few months, I found out from dispatch that Kevin's PO had not given him permission to leave the state again. Apparently, I made the right call by leaving him there. Fortunately, they weren't interested in prosecuting me. I have no idea what happened to Kevin, but I imagine he did something else that was stupid and landed back in prison. As for me, I took a break from training after the whole debacle. This Kevin wasn't the only one I had during my time as a trainer, and he definitely wasn't the worst. But for dragging me into his parole violation, he is firmly in the top 10. What a jerk. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Okay, so this guy's just honestly a doofus, I think. I don't know if he's really being a jerk. It just sounds like he's completely clueless. I may be starting to see how he ended up in prison in the first place. I imagine this guy just wandering through life, going with the flow, and getting himself into all kinds of trouble. Good for our original poster, though, for seeing the red flags and taking the appropriate action. His decisions made sure that he didn't end up in any trouble, along with the Kevin. Goes to show, if you feel like something's just not quite right, sometimes you need to act on that instinct. I know our poster is glad they did. Entitled family assures me they're in the right place. So I worked a while back at a theme park. 
This theme park had a ride where you go up in the sky and soar over sights of the world. Anywho, I was the lead that day and it had been a rough day for the ride. We maybe had an hour of actual operation throughout the 8 hours of park open so far. At the moment we had been closed for the last 6 hours. The line was closed, doors shut and no wait time was posted. The exit for the ride is a long corridor where the two theaters meet and they exit up a ramp. Unfortunately, that ramp is wide open to anyone that feels like wandering back down. This happened quite often during operation, usually a group saying they had to leave their spot in line or they were trying to meet up with family. That day, as I'm walking out of the broken theater, I happen to run into a family of four who were just kind of hanging out in the exit, clearly shouldn't be down there right now. So I approach them. Hey guys, can I help you with anything? Guest. Yeah, we're just trying to get back in line with grandma, she's holding our spot for us after we went to the bathroom. Me. That's highly unlikely since we're closed. Guest. No, no. She's down here waiting for us. Me. Sorry guys, I'm gonna ask you to head out the exit. Guest immediately changes mood. Guest. Listen here, you little worm. We've been waiting in line for hours for this ride. You will bring us to the line now. Me. Oh yeah? Sure. Let's go. I bring them down through the back entrance into the grouping area. Open the door to the load area with the TVs off, sound off, lights dim. Clearly not how it's supposed to look to guess. The man walks through, practically shoulder checking me as he goes through. Me. Go ahead and find your grandma. Guest is clearly realizing his stupidity. Me. Yeah. We've been closed for six hours. Bye. Guest storms out, bright red in the face. What a jerk. I love when people think that they can lie to the people that work there and get away with it. Like they're not aware of what the situation typically is in their workplace. And to so belligerently stick to it. I love how he said he's been waiting in line for hours. I hope he has been standing there for six hours just to have that happen and him look like a doofus. Lady, just use the next bathroom stall over. I'm working on schoolwork in my university's building with the Starbucks in it and suddenly nature called. I go into the bathroom and close and lock the stall and sit down to poop. I finish quickly and notice someone walk to my stall door and start tugging at it. I think, okay, she'll leave when she realizes it's locked. But no, she keeps pulling the door handle till the thing pops open. It didn't have the best lock, but still you would have to pull pretty hard. I tell her I'll be out in a minute as I stare at her with my pants around my ankles about to wipe. She quickly apologizes and goes into the stall beside me. I'm not usually this ballsy, but that was just ridiculous. This one's kind of just a funny story, honestly. I don't know if we really have a jerk on this one. This seems like another case of cluelessness. Maybe a little bit of urgency for having to go to the bathroom. But yeah, when you pull on the first stall door and it's not budging, try the next one over instead of forcing that one open. There's probably someone in there. I don't know about you guys, but when I'm in a public bathroom and someone tries my stall door, I don't immediately yell out and say, hey, someone's in here. You assume that because it's locked, they will understand someone is in there. You're in a vulnerable situation and don't exactly want to be having a conversation with a stranger through the door. This lady just needs some common sense. My sister was less than thrilled with my response to her new pregnancy. I, 18-year-old female, have a sister, 38-year-old female, who will call Kay for privacy reasons. Kay has four children with her husband, 3-year-old girl, 8-year-old girl, 2-year-old girl, and 11-year-old girl. 
Kay is a stay-at-home mom, and her husband works in air conditioning. Kay and her husband came over with their kids on his time off to tell us something. She said that they're pregnant with their fifth child. My mom was overjoyed, and I wasn't really paying attention. I was focusing on the TV. Then my sister says, So, what do you think about the news? I said, Cool. Awesome. Then my sister says, Just cool? You don't seem that excited for me. So I said, Well, what do you want me to do? Jump up and down and scream? scream my head off? I can see if this was like your first child that you were expecting, like a first time mother moment. You've got four kids and on your fifth pregnancy, by this time you get used to it. Was this baby really hard to conceive? Like, was it hard to get pregnant? And Kay just said, no, it just happened. I took the test a week ago. And I said, okay, then so at a certain point after say number three, people's reaction is not going to be that enthusiastic as if you were expecting your first. Kay said, I thought you'd be happy for me. So I said, well, I am, but it's not that exciting for me since you've been pregnant before. She got mad and left with her husband and kids and didn't stay around for dinner. My mom thinks I should apologize to Kay for not being excited about her pregnancy announcement. So you tell me, am I the jerk? Ah, yeah, this one's a little bit of both ways, I feel. You have to put out a little bit of excitement at least, for your sister's sake. She's going through a lot, she's newly pregnant, and she wants to know everyone else is happy about it too. That being said, I do agree that by the fifth child, it's not going to be nearly the level of excitement you got with the first one. And I think that's totally fair. So, I don't know. For this one, I want to say neither one is really being a jerk. It's just kind of an awkward interaction. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories linked at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, give Am I the Genius a shot, linked in the description as well. Either way, thanks a lot for watching and we'll see you guys next time.